Okay, we're here on the uh, newest version of the All Things Richmond podcast. Uh, we are located in historic Shaco Bottom. I'm lucky enough to be sitting next to Brian Bostic, and we are in the Startup Virginia, uh, which is part of the 1717 Innovation Center. And we're going to get to all of that and what all that means here in a second. So first of all, Brian, thank you for being with us today. Duke, my pleasure. Thanks yeah. for coming down. Absolutely. Hope you like the new space. Just got the tour, and if you haven't been to uh, 1717 Start Virginia, you need to come check it out. It's pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing it uh, rolling with tons of people and activity. I'm really, I think it's going to be an awesome thing. So, Brian, let's start to give the viewers, I know your background. I would love to give the viewers a little bit of history of your background, your kind of entrepreneurial journey that got you to this point. Well, it is a journey. <laughs> it's not always pretty, uh, but that's what happens in the life of an entrepreneur. I've had the pleasure of uh, uh, being involved with 21 companies two of which um, I, I took and sold to public companies, uh, large-scale Fortune 500-type companies, and uh, exciting times through that journey, working with really great people, because uh, it is all about the people. You, you, I don't believe as an entrepreneur you do anything completely on your own. I think that, that has a, an ego that doesn't fit for me. You know, you're all a team, and you work together to build something great that changes other people's lives, uh, and that's the best outcome from from an entrepreneur's perspective. Sure. If you don't mind mentioning for the folks, the two companies that you sold, what they were, sure. roughly how old were you started each one? That kind yeah, of thing. so when I was 23, I started a company called 2B Technology. Uh, and, and I did it because I used to work for, for one year with a, a, a computer company called EDS, mm -hmm. uh, Ross Perot's group, but I couldn't make a difference. I just mm -hmm. felt like if I stayed for 20 years, I might make a difference, but my personality was such that said, you know, you got to go do something on your own and you know, cut your own teeth and uh, pave your own road. So mm -hmm. uh, I started this company with the intent of finding a, a software that I could market on my own. It took seven years to find this opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, and I created a reservation scheduling and then ultimately ticketing and ticketing services company that mm -hmm. became uh, an industry standard in the uh, visitor attraction market, museums, zoos. Mm -hmm aquariums, historic attractions, those kinds of things mm -hmm. um, in throughout North America and in Europe. And mm -hmm. I sold that to Ticketmaster in 2000. 2000, okay. And then I started, I bought a company called Smartbox, which was a startup here right. in 2004, and franchised that across the country and sold that to uh, Serva 10 years later in 2014. 2014, okay. What have you been doing since then, other than playing tennis? Well, I've been doing a lot of this. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really love mentoring startup mm -hmm. companies. I've been an entrepreneur in residence at James Madison University for two years, and mm -hmm. you know, I love giving back mm -hmm. to the entrepreneurial community. It's it's a lot of fun to work with young, creative minds, and we have a ton of them in Richmond, uh, with especially with VCU and their amazing uh, arts program. And that's one of the beauties of, of entrepreneurship. It's no longer tied to just business. Mm -hmm. It's all cross-discipline now. There's so many yeah. things that can happen. Um, so I've, I've enjoyed giving back. And this particular project was about two gaps that were in the ecosystem mm -hmm. for uh, entrepreneurship in Richmond. And that's access to seed capital mm -hmm. and a front door. There was no central place where startups had as a starting point mm -hmm. or as a focal point where everything could kind of move through that central channel and have a communication line, have a collision zone, mm -hmm. collaboration zone where people could work together, like-minded people, uh, to make progress. So that's great. So leading right into Startup Virginia, what it is, 
<clears throat> whose idea it was, the brainchild, the, the, the partners in the group, and uh, just tell the folks what it is. Yeah, so some really great partners, Brad Cummings and Will Loving uh, and myself are the founders of Startup Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was something that we engaged in two and a half years ago. We actually walked through this building in, in April of 16 mm-hmm. um, for the first time after looking for a physical location, mm-hmm. but we had talked about how to put together an incubator, other uh, communities around the country had been successful at it. Mm-hmm. We didn't have an enrichment. Mm-hmm. And in order for us to, to maximize the opportunity around startups, you really had to have a front door. Mm-hmm. So we set out to, to create it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So for the folks that don't know, um, if I'm a startup founder, um, what can I come here and hope to receive? Yeah. So uh, Startup Virginia is a high-growth incubator, Mm -hmm. so scalable businesses Mm -hmm. uh, that have an opportunity to grow beyond our local footprint, if you will. Uh, We provide programming, we provide mentoring, Mm -hmm. and we provide access to capital. So we like to refer to it simply as guidance. Mm -hmm. We want to give you the tools necessary to be successful better, quicker, faster than you can on your own. Gotcha. So how will... um Will Lighthouse Labs be connected to this in some fashion? They're, they're a great group and have really mm-hmm. helped elevate the image of Richmond in mm-hmm. the entrepreneurial world nationally. Mm-hmm. They're top a twi- uh, top 25 global accelerator network entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's given us some great visibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've, in essence, helped six companies a year for mm-hmm. the last five years. Uh, they're going to put that on steroids and have additional cohorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we certainly partner with them and provide mentoring services with them. Uh, and we give their graduates a home. So when they graduate from Lighthouse Labs, we provide them with space for free. Right. And so we're here to help their entities grow. They're a high growth inc- uh, accelerator. Mm-hmm. We're a high growth incubator. Mm-hmm. Great communities have both and they work together. Mm-hmm. So certainly we're, we're working on that as well. So for the folks listening, can you explain the difference between an accelerator and an incubator? Yeah. An an accelerator program is a fixed amount of time, typically 10 to 12 weeks, Mm -hmm. very structured. Right. Uh, An incubator is not structured. Mm -hmm. It's there. You know, they kind of move along at a path that's best for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our job is to help them stay focused, Mm -hmm. set some goals with them and help them, you know, shepherd them through the process. Right. To the point at which they can grow enough to graduate out. Gotcha. But we do not put a fixed time period on that. Okay. So uh, you mentioned the need. People need, you need founders, you need, it comes with an idea, they need a space to operate, they need this mentoring, but also sometimes they need money. Um, In your opinion, describe a little bit the state of the VC venture capital community here in Richmond uh, compared to how it's been and where it's headed and just like the, what's it like now? Yeah, I I think we're absolutely headed in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's been a lot of progress that's been made and a lot of uh, dollars deployed uh, right across, right through that window, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next door is uh, NRV, New Mm -hmm. Richmond Ventures. They've deployed over $135 million Mm -hmm. over the last five years. And thank you, NRV. Mm -hmm. They've really helped a lot of companies grow, and it takes capital. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, You can't. You can't win in this business if you don't have the founders. Mm-hmm. You can't win if you don't have uh, uh, the mentors. Mm-hmm. And you can't win if you don't have capital. Right. It's a three-legged stool. You have to have all three to be successful. So NRV has set the tone. Harbor Ventures, mm-hmm. uh, Boxwood Capital, uh, Blue Heron Capital. The numbers of entities that are in the VC world is growing. 
in mm -hmm. our community, and that's a great, great sign, mm -hmm. as is the number of angel investors. Uh, we now have 270 angel investors in the Central Virginia Angel Network. Mm -hmm. Our job is to increase those numbers. Mm -hmm. The more playing the game from the investor side, the better it's going to be. Mm -hmm. We want as, as uh, diverse a group to participate as we can get because the companies that are coming out as startups are incredibly diverse. Mm -hmm. It's not just you know insurance or it's not just medical. You know, we've got ed tech. We have all kinds of other entities. Uh, art-related technologies that are coming together, uh, and we've got to find people to help support them and fund them mm -hmm. and, and mentor them. So having that diversity of, uh, of interest and diversity of startups is really important. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, right before this, we just did a tour of the building. So for the folks that can't see the whole building, <laughs> try to give them a little snapshot. So you've got Sarah Virginia has the first three floors. Capital One has floors four and five, and then you, there's a shared rooftop rooftop bar, rooftop kind of event space type deal. Um, how just how did this, why did you guys pick Shaco Bottom? Mm -hmm. Why did you pick this building? Give us a little, uh, I guess, like look into the, like the decision of what this building and why and how that evolved with Capital One as well. Well, that's about 10 questions in one. So Duke, I, I appreciate, <laughs> Start blabbering appreciate that. Yeah, throw it out there. Um, well, again, it really started first with, um, we've got to find a front door. Mm -hmm. And so where, can you find vibrancy and creativity and history or things mm -hmm. that are going to excite people uh, to, to come to that place on a, on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. And where in the city are you seeing positive trends mm -hmm. for housing uh, that are fun to live, uh, that have access to uh, outdoor activities? Mm -hmm. and, and Chaco resonated. Mm -hmm. um, Certainly other places are, are, are viable candidates. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I've been a huge fan of Shaco Bottom for a long, long time. Yeah, why don't you give the, because you just told me, I would love for them to hear your history in Shaco Bottom from when you lived here, the businesses you ran here, et cetera. <laughs> well, how about we come back to that? <laughs> okay, all right. All right we'll, we'll go so, so, so Shaco came about. We had an opportunity with this building. This was out of blue. The building mm -hmm. was not for sale. Uh, John Crank owned the building with his wife. Great, great couple. Uh, they'd been in it for a long time and had renovated the first floor. What was it? I don't even know what uh, it was. They did uh, museum uh, uh, exhibition design. Okay. And uh, been very successful at that. And they renovated the first floor but had no need really to, to continue to renovate the rest of the building. So mm -hmm. it was nice and it was clean and it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, Phil Conin said, hey, I've got some friends. Uh, do you guys want to look at a building that could be kind of kind of neat mm -hmm. for an incubator? Uh, and to, to you know, fulfill this uh, opportunity. We're like, absolutely. So mm -hmm. a group of us, Brad and Will and I, and Jay Sandy from Capital One, and um, Scott Ucrop and Paul Noldy, and uh, a, a few others came into uh, the building. We had a lot of fun mm -hmm. going through this building and, and thinking of the opportunity. And literally, uh, we, we went two blocks away to have a, a couple of beers and talk about it. And, you know, before we finished, it was basically a done deal. We're going to get a hold of this building and, <laughs> yeah. and make something happen. Cool. So, and for me, Shaco is a, is a, is a really great place. I've, mm -hmm. I've had other ventures in Shaco. I lived in Shaco Slip in the 80s. Mm -hmm. uh, I was involved with a few other folks in uh, some restaurants and yep. entertainment venues. Um, Shaco Slip Cafe, probably the best happy hour 
that's been in Richmond in 30 years. <laughs> um, Cavalero's Restaurant, which is an Italian restaurant that was in the basement, mm -hmm. and the Richmond Comedy Club. Mm -hmm. So we had a, a lot of fun with those projects. I didn't run them, the, my partners ran them, um, but I certainly had a lot of fun there. Mm -hmm. uh, and I got to see a, a, a Shaco, and for me, having been in DC for a year, to me this was a mini Georgetown just waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. And it needed some, some TLC, it needed some vision, and uh, that prompted some other projects for me personally with others to do a development in downtown around uh, mixed use that mm -hmm. had a, a ballpark as an anchor. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a lot of people for it. We had some that weren't for it. And, yeah, and a contentious issue. Yeah, a lot of politics <laughs> involved with that. So yeah. at the end of the day, uh, you, know, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We, we did our homework. We brought in phenomenal uh, uh, talent to review our community and you know, they came back and said, this is an unbelievable place for it. Mm -hmm. So we just were trying to revitalize uh, an area that needed it. Mm -hmm. And I, that holds true. Mm -hmm. Now, things have changed a lot since then. You've got, I think, 5,000 people living mm -hmm. down here now. All the, the tobacco warehouses have been renovated to, to lofts. Mm -hmm. uh, I should say all but one. This one wasn't. So that, mm -hmm. was, that was good. Sure. Uh, and I think there's 800 more apartments that are under construction. And the value of that is people. Mm -hmm. You've got to have density. Mm -hmm. to, to really be able to create that vibrant uh, environment. Mm -hmm. And vibrancy needs to be 24-7 at the end of the day. And that's mm -hmm. starting to happen here. Mm -hmm. um, and we've, we've got, you mentioned the floors of this building. And this floor now, this building now has a rooftop um, reception and, and a collaboration zone and a deck outside. Mm -hmm. And uh, you don't feel like you're in Richmond when you're out there. Mm -hmm. you, know, you feel like you're in New York or Chicago or San Francisco. Yeah. And that is what these millennials want. They want to be in an environment, uh, a urban environment. They want to have a livable space nearby that's affordable. Mm -hmm. They want to have access to you know, the Capitol bike trail and the river for kayaking. Uh, this is uh, a really fabulous place for those kinds of things. Sure. So that's how we ended up here. Sure. No, that's awesome. Uh, for me, my, my history of Shaka Bottom is is less time than yours, but it's been it's an interesting. When I was in college, we, it was this was like the social epicenter, uh, Tuesday night, Tiki Bob's, Wednesday night, have a nice day cafe, uh, tobacco company, Rich Brow, you know, those are the places to go. And then a lot of those places, most of those places are gone now. And you're seeing, a, you're seeing some new stuff come to Shaka. Sure. You've got the Main Street Station, which is an amazing uh, project. You've got mm -hmm. Farmer's Market happening. You've got NRVs already here. You guys are now here. You've got some really cool startups like, like Tenant Turner and Go Happy That's and some right. other folks. Um, so what, in your opinion, uh, what does Shaco Bottom still need? What is the future of Shaco Bottom as a community, in your opinion? Yeah, I, I think the future is very, very bright. And, and I'll add CarMax into the mix sure. with their innovation center. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, we're trying to drive talent or bring talent mm -hmm. into Richmond and to keep the talent that we have. Sure. So uh, you know, that, that's a mission that, that I think we're all on, not mm -hmm. just those of us that are in Shaco Bottom. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've tried for a long time to get uh, the, the younger crowd to, to come back to Richmond, mm -hmm. say after college or whatever it had been, uh, and that's happening now. Mm -hmm. And we've got to keep them here. We've got to keep them here with great jobs and great opportunity sure. uh, and, and a vibrant lifestyle. And let's face it, uh, you know, some laws changed that created some enormous opportunities around beer. Mm -hmm. The craft beer industry is fantastic. I think we just got ranked the number one beer town in America. That's mm -hmm. not a bad uh, flag to, to put down for millennials. They absolutely sure. love that. Mm -hmm. uh, we have fantastic food. We've got an outdoor scene that is very, very 
uh, active and diverse between road and cycling and river. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm bullish on, on Shaco Bottom. I'm obviously bullish on Scott's edition. Frankly, I'm bullish on Richmond. Sure. Now, I think we are uh, really on the move. I think our political base is, uh, is, from a leadership standpoint, is changing in an extremely positive way. Mm-hmm. And I think we're getting, you know, I, I, I thank the world of uh, LeVar Stoney. I think he's really a, a, a got a tremendous opportunity in front of him to create uh, ch- real change and, and real unity, mm-hmm. which I think is important. Um, you know, he's young and he brings a different mindset to the table. Mm-hmm. And, and we need that. Because we've got to be nimble. We've got to be uh, very uh, um, mobile in our thinking and our creativity and in our deployment. You know, mm-hmm. uh, sadly, the uh, uh, Main Street Station took a long time, mm-hmm. and, and the farmer's market took seven years from <laughs> approval to actually yeah. break ground. Sure. That's the kind of thing, frankly, that can't happen. Right. You know, we've, got to, we've got to do better. Right. at being able to take something that's rather obvious mm-hmm. and act upon it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we languish about things for way too long and talk about it and bounce around and how. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think we're getting better at it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm excited about the future of Richmond and the future of Shaco Bottom more specifically. Um, any other thing you want to mention, talk about, questions, comments, concerns about Sarge, Virginia, Shaco, anything that I didn't ask? Yeah, well, I, I think what we're we're experiencing is a, a shift, mm-hmm. a positive uh, cultural shift where people do come together, people uh, live, work, and play together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's good for our community as a whole. And I think Shaco Bottom is getting more dense, mm-hmm. and, and that's in a positive way. And mm-hmm. uh, I think there'll be additional properties that will mm-hmm. change hands, mm-hmm. that will further advance the, uh, the groundswell of positive change. You know, I don't want to take anything away from the great times you or I have had down here over the years, <laughs> sure. um, but they came at different times. Mm-hmm. And so certainly um, you know, we've had an occasional issue here and there late night, mm-hmm. and I think that the farmer's market redo will have uh, a big impact on that, positive mm-hmm. impact. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a, a safe place. I walk the streets all the time down here. I, right. I don't have any problem with it at all. Sure. Um, and we just need to continue to uh, invest in the community around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we are bringing, obviously, more people. Mm-hmm. And we'll have 200-plus people in this building uh, that, that love where they work mm-hmm. and certainly love to play as well. Mm-hmm. And many of them live in the neighborhood. Many sure. of them take, ride their bikes here. Sure. Uh, so this is a really great time in Richmond, so we're excited about it. Well, we are excited too, man. I think it's awesome what you and Brad and Will and the team are doing here. I'm really excited what it's going to do for this community in Richmond. And so thank you for doing that. And I appreciate you spending some time with us today. Thank you. Appreciate it, dude. Yeah, man. Thank My you. Pleasure. Have a good one.